This is the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. We go to the land of hope and glory and welcoming him back. We missed him. Russell Hargraves. Russell, welcome back. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I just needed a few weeks just to recharge the battery. So, uh, no, really pleased to be pretty much fit and firing and uh, delighted to be back on with you and our wonderful, wonderful listeners, my friend. I know you love your motorsport. Very sad day today, 1975. Graham Hill was killed in a plane crash in Hertfordshire. I was in the UK working when that happened. Gosh, yeah. I mean, what a, a fantastic driver. I'll never forget, obviously, as yeah. a double world champion and uh, a great character. He, Jim oh. Clark, Jackie Stewart, I know all his very close friends, travelling the world, competing so brilliantly together. And then, as you say, having driven till quite late on and then turned to be a, a team owner. And, uh, yeah, he's an exciting young driver and many killed, weren't they, on that really, mm. really unfortunate and tragic night. But, um, yeah, great character, Graham Hill, and uh, great sporting dynasty with his son, Damon, of course, in what? 1996 as well when he then yeah. won it um, actually in my audio collection I, he came out to New Zealand and spoke at the Sportsman of the Year dinner uh, back in the 70s and I've actually got the full recording of that it's one of the funniest after dinner speakers I've ever ever heard it's gold absolute gold well, they're just such a class kind of character group, aren't they? When yeah. you think back, where literally any time you sat in a motor racing car, you could end up losing your life. And that obviously happened to Jimmy Clark, among many yeah. other brilliant drivers, through no faults of their own with the equipment, particularly the, the low-tire Colin Chapman that were quick but so fragilely built. Let's be quite frank. You can, rent, you can name so many, can't yes, you? And yes. yeah, yeah, the fact that he survived, that debonair attitude, that kind of almost fighter yeah. pilot mentality, isn't it? It's live every minute like it's your last and you become a very witty, a very kind of classy and um, a very brilliant character as a result. Yeah, fascinating. Absolutely. All right, let's start with news from the UK where the government over there is continuing to lurch from crisis to crisis. Uh, It's not been a good few weeks for them since uh, we last spoke, has it? No, absolutely. And the latest issue is the COVID inquiry going back to the events of 2020 to 21. Warts and all where the complete dysfunction and incompetence of government is being laid bare. And today, Michael Gove, not the most popular member of the cabinet, who was key, of course, back then, apologising for the government's many mistakes after damning evidence from scientists, from medical experts, regional mayors, you name it. And just to quickly sum the rest of it up, we've seen Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, sack Suella Braverman as Home Secretary over the migrant crisis when that went toxic in the press. James Cleverly has come in, replaced her, but then got in trouble for some unguarded comments in the House of Commons where he laid into one of his rival's constituencies. David Cameron, as you know, of all people, Lord Cameron, not even an MP, has come back from the House of Lords to be Foreign Secretary. <laughs> and you've got Chancellor Jeremy Hunt now, massive U-turn, and having ruled them out, is going for tax cuts in the autumn budget just to try and win some votes, Brian, because the, the Conservative government's in all sorts of trouble. It's languishing Labour epically in the polls. Not that they're offering much, but they're just somebody else. And there's been something by election defeat since we last spoke for the Tories too. So, yeah, it's going wrong at pretty much every turn. Some historical and some very, very current. Better soap opera than EastEnders. So let's talk about sports. <laughs> now we're, uh, we're gearing up for a big couple of nights of football in the Champions League. 
Yeah, we are. So Celtic currently nil-nil against Lazio, but uh, 8pm my time, so in about an hour and a quarter, Manchester City against RB Leipzig. City will seal top spot in their group and win five from five if they get it done. You would fancy they would. Newcastle, they've got to avoid defeat at Paris Saint-Germain to keep their last 16 hopes alive. Long injury list for the Magpies. And then tomorrow, I don't know if you saw Alejandro Garnacho's unbelievable bicycle kick overhead goal against oh, Everton. But, yes. oh, Amazing. Yes. Manu back in action against Galatasaray. And Arsenal against Lens, who beat them uh, in the return leg back in France a week or a month or so ago. Uh, if Arsenal win that, they will confirm top spot in their group. And of course, they, Brian, are now top of the Premier League after their late win against Brentford. After City and Liverpool, as we know, drew 1-1 in their big game. So, uh, yeah, important matches both domestically mm. and abroad now that we're back after that international break. Yeah, that goal was amazing. And football's lawmakers are under significant pressure to make some some changes to the game. Yeah, a couple of things to tell you about here. First of all, in this evening, plans for football to introduce rugby-style 10-minute sin bins for cynical fouls and for dissent recommended for trial in the professional game. And only the captain's allowed to speak to referees. That's coming out of IFAB pretty much as we speak. And also, oh. Brian, unbelievable VAR issues. I'm sure you're well aware where you are of some of the absolute oh. stinking technological oh. disasters that have been happening of late. Uh, last night here, Wolves losing to Fulham 3-2, last-minute penalty. Wolves with loads of different decisions going against them. Gary O'Neill hitting out the manager, absolutely furious, saying that it's gone so badly that livelihoods and reputations are now being impacted. Talk about pilots and air traffic controllers now coming in to help train the VAR managers <laughs> and the VAR operatives and their helpers about how to deal with stressful situations with multiple lines of communication. Managers getting very tetchy and blowing their tops and getting in trouble. Arteta, even Pochettino, De Zerbi. Oh, mate, yeah. Oh. With our, and also with this new IFAB news as well about sin bins and so on, um, we might be seeing one or two tweaks and changes to the beautiful game coming up. We'll have to watch it very, very closely. And I can see that happening in rugby as well. Hey, let's just, Russell, very quickly reflect on the F1 season. How on earth is, is anyone, including all the British stars, can they possibly beat Max Verstappen? Yeah, it's a very, very good question, isn't it? I mean, crikey, 19 wins out yeah. of 23, over a 1,000 laps led in the season and leading for more than 75% of the season. So no wonder Toto Wolff at Mercedes has said <laughs> it's like climbing Everest to try and beat Red Bull next season. We saw at least one of George Russell come third and Nick second for Mercedes in the last race in Abu Dhabi in the Constructors. The upgrades for Ferrari with Charles Leclerc and for McLaren with Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri looked promising toward the end of the season, didn't they? But Lewis Hamilton, Brian, just so down in the mouth, so monosyllabic after coming ninth yeah. and looking so frustrated. And the fact that Red Bull stopped working on this car halfway through the season to concentrate on next. Oh. I talked about the others scurrying and working toward the end of this to get competitive. That's at the expense of next season. It bodes so, so well for Max. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think Everest is probably being kind, isn't it? It's going to be so, so tough. First year, I'm reliably and told by an excellent source, i.e. your producer, first year since 1952 that a British driver has not won a race during an F1 season. So since the third season of F1 history. So that wow. is a real stark stat, isn't wow. it? Wow. Yeah, it is really. The saving grace is that McLaren are on the improve. So maybe McLaren yeah. can take it to them next season. Well, let's hope so. Mercedes too. I mean, it's a 
clean slate, as George said as well this time around. He's admitted how bad the car was, and they've just got to come hard and not make mistakes technically in the off-season from the get-go and be playing epic catch-up. And mm. too many other teams compared to Red Bull are doing that, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Russell, great to catch up, mate. Look after yourself, and we'll talk next week. Sounds good. Great to be back, and thanks as ever for your time. Uh, thanks a lot. Russell uh, Hargraves, our UK correspondent here on the Country Sport Breakfast. We're heading to the country down to the South Island.